Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Manash. This is another AMA episode, that is, Ask Me Anything. I love to answer your questions. If you have a question you think is going to be of broad interest, send it in. I'll answer it live on the air. Send your questions to victor at victorjm.com. That's victor at victorjm.com. Today's question comes from David in Seattle, and he asks, Within the realm of private placements, how should investors think about investing in a fund versus in a single project? Funds pool money and share the risk across multiple projects. However, they further separate investors from the actual assets and deals. A passive investor can't choose which individual project a fund may choose down the road. And it may be difficult for an individual investor to determine the financial details of each individual project if the fund shares the information at that level of detail at all. Given these complexities and layers of abstraction in a fund, seems to me that one should generally only invest in funds managed by people that they're most comfortable with. Would love to hear your thoughts on this. Well, David, this is a great question. It's one that we grapple with ourselves. There can be multiple reasons to form a fund. One idea is diversification. The second is scale. Both should bring you greater safety. Diversification would span multiple asset classes and multiple geographies. I personally believe that sophisticated investors don't want a fund manager to manage their diversification for them. An exchange-traded fund, which is very common these days in the stock market, is an example of a fund that embraces diversification. By tracking the S&P 500 index, you are by definition embracing diversity. You have zero ability to perform due diligence on the underlying assets. They're all in the fund whether you like it or not. Not only that, They put the whole thing in a blender and make a pureed soup out of it. I personally do not embrace this approach. I believe that as investors, you want a fund manager to be the best that they can be at that one thing they're incredibly good at. You still want the fund to be resilient. So if your fund is a medical office building fund, then you only want medical office buildings and you want them to follow a proven formula. If you're in a self-storage fund, you only want self-storage assets. And again, you want a proven formula. The resilience then comes from scale. It's like comparing a single family home with an apartment building. If you have a single family home, you go from 100% occupancy to 100% vacancy in an instant. If you have a 100 unit building, then that single vacancy produces a very manageable 1% vacancy. There's resilience and scale. That's one of the things that a fund can do for you. For example, we ourselves have put together a portfolio of short-term rental vacation properties in the mountains of Alberta. Rather than raise the funds for each specific property, we chose to go the fund route. All of the properties are very similar and within a short distance from each other. As the portfolio grows, so too will the overall financial safety of the portfolio. The short-term variations in occupancy in a single property will be of no consequence. But if they were separated into individual entities and funded separately, a lot of effort and inefficiency would go into managing the portfolio of entities. Investing in a fund requires considerable track record in my mind. We have been considering launching a fund for our multifamily projects. And while we have the track record for individual properties, we don't have track record as fund managers. A lot of investors who invest in funds believe that you should not invest in fund number one of a company. They would rather see you invest in fund number two, number three, or number four. That creates a startup dilemma. One way to solve that is rather than starting with a brand new fund from a blank sheet of paper, we are considering forming a fund out of existing investments in the portfolio. The fund unit holders would come largely from existing investors in individual projects. The advantage for investors in this scenario is to create a bit of scale compared with just a single project. 
Even if you design all your projects to offer a similar rate of return, there will be some variation. A fund helps bring greater scale and more stability to the overall financial picture. From the sponsor's perspective, a fund can be beneficial because it puts the resources at your fingertips to go and get some new great deals. There's no delay in raising the funds for a project. But the downside is that the fund comes with an expectation of a rate of return. If you're holding on to money that hasn't been put to work yet, it's earning zero, and investors still have an expectation of a rate of return. Funds that are too large run into the problem of having to deploy funds simply to put the money to work. Finally, the question of compensation for the fund manager comes in a question. When you're dealing with projects, you can easily point to the contribution of the deal sponsor. They're the one doing all the heavy lifting and making the project happen. That work attracts some very real costs, and the developer's compensation goes to cover those costs. When you have a fund, it becomes more difficult to assess the overheads. It could be the fund is more efficient and actually saves money compared with individual projects. It's just harder to evaluate whether that's the case or not. When a developer charges a development fee for a project, it's clear what the money is being used for. I believe the same criteria should apply when you consider investing in a fund versus a single project. What are the fundamentals? I believe, number one, you've got to have a relationship with the fund managers. Number two, there has to be that relationship of trust. And that's based on having a solid track record. What are their results in the past? Number four, you've got to have a compelling opportunity. And finally, you have to have fundamental alignment between the goals for the fund and the goals for your investment. And like you said in your question, with the fund model, it becomes more difficult to make that determination. Thank you, David, for a great question. As you're thinking about that, have an awesome rest of your day. Go make some great things happen. We'll talk to you again tomorrow.